Family of God teaching series is brought to you by Chumdi Ohahuna Ministry International, Komi. These teachings provides every believer with the knowledge of the Kingdom of God. Tells of what is expected of children, belonging to the family of God and helping all become fruitful believers. Now listen to Pastor Funk. Many have not considered this Christian virtues one after the other. So when God gives us this kind of privilege, we will count it lightly. Amen. Over the weeks, God has been helping us to consider each one of the characteristics of the Christian faith. And as admonished by Apostle Paul, he lifted them out and asked us to do what? Work with the Holy Spirit to see to it. And each of those characteristics are added to our Christian life. And show us that we are all you know, filled with the Holy Spirit to see them added. Praise God. Hallelujah. The last time we considered the topic at uh, temperance patience, right? Praise God. Today we are moving ahead, ahead. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are still using our main scripture in the chapter 1, verse 5. Um, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance uh, patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness. Today we're going to be focusing on adding patience godliness. Praise God. Adding patience godliness. This 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 topic. It's a very good one because as we go through it, we see how important adding godliness is to this you know, chain of virtues, chain of Christian virtues we are meant to possess and act on our faith. Praise the Lord. And uh, you see, like in our mathematics classes, when teacher wants to teach us any particular, uh, let's say, topic, right, or area in mathematics, they start with what? Examples. Praise the Lord. And so today, for better understanding, I would like us to build on this aspect of godliness by focusing on a very, very good example, right? That is more elaborated. We have other people who demonstrated godliness in the scriptures, but I think the story of David is one that is more elaborate and uh, easily understood. Praise the Lord. So we're going to be reading the, the account of 1st Samuel chapter 17. It's a long one, but we're going to be skipping some verses. Amen. Uh, for verse 1, it says, Now the Philistines gathered together the armies to battle, and were gathered together as Shechem, the Shechem, which belonged to Judah, and pitched between Shechem and uh, Ezekiah, in Elsa's Dame. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and beat by the valley of Ella and set the battle in Ireland against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side. And there was a valley between them. 
And then came out a champion out of the camp of Goliath of Philistines, named Goliath of God, whose height was six cubits and a span. So let's say like three meters. Amen. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head. And he was armed with a coat of, of mirror, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of brass. And he had bricks of brass upon his legs, and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed six hundred shekels of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. Praise the Lord. Now verse 10 says, and the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we will fight together. But then when Saul and all the Israel and all Israel heard this word from the Philistines, they were not actually afraid of the Philistines, but the Philistines was the one that was struggling the whole camp of Israel. They were slain and greatly afraid. Now David was a son of that Ephratite of Bethlehem Judah, whose name was Jesse, and he had eight sons, and the man went among men for an old man in, those, in the days of Saul. Verse 13, and the three elder sons of Jesse went and followed Saul to the battle. And the names of his three sons were Eli, next was Abinadab, and the third one was Shammah. And David was the youngest. And the three elders followed Saul. Let's look around to 16 says, And the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself for days. The Philistine drew near. The Philistines were on one side of the mountain. The Israelites were on another side of the mountain. And there was a valley in between. And for 40 days, Goliath kept coming to Israel. He can't come in closer. That's what the scripture is saying. Praise God. Now I want us to open, as we are reading the scripture, put behind your mind the word brass, right? This Philistine this in particular, irrespective of his height, he was coated with brass on his head, on his feet, on his shoulders, I think on his knee too. Uh, so he was all brass Praise God. His heart was a challenge. He used brass. And the pastor used to say something that the God not allow us to exchange the evil thing for what? Brass. One of the words that explains brass, the word brass is spiritual. Within it is the they use the word filthiness or, or uh, dubious, lost. You know, something that has to do with deception. Praise God. So let's continue. Um, verse 19 says, And Saul, so, and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Ella fighting with the Philistines. And then we rose up early in the morning and left the ship with the keeper, took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the horse was going forth to the fight and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in Harry, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran to the army. And came and saluted his brethren. Uh, I don't want us to yeah, go uh, 25. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel. It's come up and it shall be that the man who left in the king will reach him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. 
And David spoke to the man that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killed the Philistine? And take it away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this man said, So shall it be done to the man that killed him. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, now, David approached Saul. It's a very long story. I don't want us to um, deal with it. Okay, so David approached Saul and he decided to, he told him he wants to go and face the Goliath, right? He wanted to go and face the man that is, the most circumcised man that is defying the armies of the Lord. And so, you know, after much pressure, decided, okay, let me give you my armor and you go and fight. Praise God. And then verse 46, and he took his staff in the sense and chose five smooth stones out of the wood and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had in the in, in, in script, and the stick in his hand, and he drew them to the Philistine. This time he had, uh, you know, put down the, 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 the armor that was given to him because he couldn't walk with it. Praise the Lord. David showed us that fighting the uncircumcised Philistine is not about your armor, your armory. Your I'm sure. No matter how Saul's army was, it was not still as sophisticated as Goliath's own. So what is the use putting it on? That was what David had considered. What would you see what that guy is wearing? And you are giving me this one. He cannot do anything. So let me not let me not depend on it. There is one that I used before. Praise the Lord. But what that is then said David to the Philistine, now commence to me with a sword. I will despair. I will assume, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou defy. Let's see this again. David did not tell Goliath, you come to me with spear, right? You come with me with the uh, shield, but I come with you with my slingers too. Did David say that? No. It also means that David did not depend on even that device of victory that he had been using in the wilderness. Yes. So it doesn't matter how much of you know uh, victories you have been you have you have encountered as a believer, how much of secrets you think you have received from God in winning life's battle. It doesn't matter how many they are. You still have to put your trust in the name of the Lord. You still have to depend on God for every battle. Don't say, okay, God has been using this one for me. So I will just do so it. Some people say, well, this matter is another seven days prayer and fasting. Concerning this matter, it's another 14 days prayer and fasting. Ah, concerning this matter, it's just for me to three days prayer meeting on so and so mountain. That's all. It may not be the case. Are we together? David's story is showing us what it means to be a man of what? Godliness. I want us to consider this example first before we start getting into the, the definitions. Praise the Lord. So in a nutshell, David fought Goliath's wife with the name of the Lord and not with his sling and stones. Yes, at the end of the day, God empowered those, the sling and the stone to be used to kill the, the Goliath. But his trust was not in what was in his hand or in his screen. What his trust was what is in the name of the Lord. And this world, this is what God also wants us to do. As we war with his word in our hands. 
Amen. We have to put our trust in God. Praise God. Alright, so have we read the scripture? Please let me go back home. Um, it will be good to focus on the full script, full chapter and read it properly. Amen. Alright, so as we consider the story of David and Goliath, we see here that uh, on one side of the family of Ella is a significant Jewish boy of up to 20 years old, right? And then here is a three, three meter strong man, a champion, one that has been known to have been fighting since his youth, praise the Lord. And the Bible provides the most impressive picture of this man his head, his shoulders, his chest, his legs, they were all clothed in brass. I, 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 it was in the scripture that Goliath comes out every morning and what? Evening. So you can imagine the reflection he brings to battle. <laughs> uh, I've not really considered you know, the intensity of the reflection of the brass in the it will be released, but the reflection will be enough to confuse some, some soldiers. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying his huge sword and spear, his presence from great terror in the heart of the, the, the Israelite soldiers as soon as they saw him. So none of them dared to even stand up to him. None of them. Everyone was terrified by his intimidating presence and power. Today, there are a lot of challenges that intimidate us because of their statues and power. But we are Christ, we are in Christ. Praise the Lord. And so, no matter how deceptive they appear, the scripture is showing us that we can trust in the name of the Lord and live above them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Day by day, Goliath came out and challenged the armies of Israel. He took great pleasure in defying the God of Israel and he humiliated the name of God before the men of Israel. And yet, none of them were willing to put an end to his open deviance of the Lord. None of them, except for a young shepherd named David. David didn't come to the camp and tell, Who are you fighting against? He said, Ah, okay, let me fight with you. No, he wasn't hungry for battle. David's intention was to come and serve his brother's food. Not actually to come and help them to fight. Or to come and, you know, sometimes, you know, you know how some people do it. They are not part of the quarrel, but you see them quarreling because their friend is quarreling with somebody. Have you, have you met people like that? What is so 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 you say not to me, but I saw the way he spoke to my friend, I don't like it, so me too, I'm not more. You pick quarrel because of another person's quarrel. Well, let me get to David. He didn't come to fight because others were fighting. No. But something happened. He came to the camp and he heard somebody saying what against, you know, defying the name of the Lord of Israel. That thing sparkled something within him. That thing set up something within him. It's not possible. What was in his mind is not possible. If you multiply David by, by, by thousands, I don't think we have so much of David in our generation. That could tell the corruption, the, de the decadence, the, 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 everything that is trying to, you know, 
God one on one. If you are too busy, you cannot be godly. Yes. A Christian that is too busy with other things cannot be godly. Praise God. Goliath's challenges were silenced and God's name was vindicated that same day because somebody appeared that could not stand. And all circumstances is the defying the name of the God of Israel. But since then, all the Goliaths, which we can also call challenges today, to God's kingdom have arisen. These giants can be summarized as sin and ungodliness. They have multiplied at an unprecedented rate since the fall of man till death. These giants appear as greed. They appear as materialism. They appear as self-indulgence. They appear as self-centeredness. They appear as sexual immorality. And we, we can see them today, they are promoted by, by what? Media. Yeah. Somebody is advertising toothpaste. He will use, he will use a, 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 a new person to advertise toothpaste. Somebody is advertising phone, phone. He will still use a new person. Use a, use a figure that, that can be, you know, that can tempt others. Praise God. We are in a season where a lot of Goliaths are existing. As believers, we have, we have so much work on our hands. And mm. uh, so we don't have time to sleep around mm. or lazy around. Mm. These giants appear as greed. Satan and his evil minors have infiltrated every level of society and polluted the minds of people. Many are dabbling with occult practices. Many are also being deceived by false teachings and movements which claim to be of God. Yeah. During the week, I was going through social media and I saw somebody who claims to be of God, but his ministry at that point in time was to be tearing down a man of God that has been the fate of many and even till death. But he has not to be with the Lord. So even the dead is the trouble of some people in the, in the book of that school. The dead, those that are dead, is still their problem. Some people, their job is to sit down and see how Elijah failed. How Elijah failed. How Paul didn't do it well. How Peter didn't follow the right way. How John didn't say it properly. How this one did not dress properly. That should not be your focus. As you are focusing on the things that are not relevant, yes. the devil is increasing his agents, mm -hmm. polluting the minds of people, yeah. and spreading more sin and ungodliness in the society. Mm -hmm. The church of Christ is struggling to meet all these challenges. And that's not all. There are the needs of the harvest. Millions of souls are yet to be brought into Christ. Mm -hmm. But the laborers are so few. Yeah. Unfortunately, even the few that try to give in their, 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 their 
You cannot 
servant of God that is <laughs> not to be ungodly. It's not possible. God only uses those who are godly. You can be a Christian, yes. But until you are a godly person, he can't use you. But we see, it doesn't matter your status or position. Even Saul will not be used. Even Saul, at that time, I think Saul yeah, yeah. was hand was tall. Yeah, he was yeah, tall. He was tall. He was tall. Tall at least taller than David. He was tallest in Israel. He was tallest in Israel. Head and shoulders are He was tallest in Israel. Yes, with his eyes, he cannot count. He didn't come out. So it's not about your status, it's not about your, 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 your giftings, mm. quotes. It's not about the, the, the many, many things that make you stand out. Mm. It is about your godliness. Godliness determines if God will use you or not. We need to ask this question, is it possible that we have a right, we have right now, all we have right now is only a form of godliness. You have to be truthful to yourself. This service you are rendering, are you actually serving it properly or hypocritically? Have we been deceiving ourselves all the time with the Catholic godliness? Like I said, keep the word brass in your mind. One of the words that describes brass is filthiness, mm. lost, mm. something that has to do with deception. Mm. Are you in church deceiving yourself and thinking it's the church you are deceiving? Mm. You are deceiving the pastor, you are deceiving the body of Christ. Or God Himself is one that is Can you hide anything from God? No. Please ensure that that is not true of you, that you are just serving with a form of godliness. A form of godliness is not only deceitful, but it lacks the power of real godliness. Yeah. Yes. It is weak and powerless. Yes. That is where, when Goliath actually comes, that is when you see their true color. Mm. You say, ah, ah, ah. Yes. 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 Yes.
Let me talk to you. Don't worry, you are healed. By faith, you are healed. Don't worry, just forget about what's happening to you. You are healed. I, 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 I speak the healing power. And I say, eh! With corruption! Corruption brought them like bribery. And you are speaking the healing power of God. And I'm like, what is happening? We live in times where evil has become a law. Number two, he saw the size of the sword. 
It's not cheap. The Molayashi was actually the height of Zakopera. <laughs> he saw the sword. And then he saw the armor. He looked at the sword and said, the only way to find this kind of person, if you look at the shield and the sword, it will finish it. Let's remove this armor that actually will blindfold me when I'm fighting with him. I have to trust him. So for Goliath to see the part of his, so David to see the part of his head that was not protected, it was the Holy Ghost. I now, I, 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 I agree with Apostle Sinebar that said it was a spiritual sight. Because if you were to use the physical, the Goliath armor would have blindfolded him from sin. And that part was this voice, the, 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 the helmet just explains only a little part. So it even takes extra precision to throw a stone that way. Number one. Number two, science makes us understand that the cranial is the strongest part of the skull. The cranial is the strongest part of the skull. So for a stone to pass through cranial, Ah, it must be a supernatural stone. No, no, no. The hand of God carried stone and put it there. So it was not just a natural eye David used to see that part. It was his eye to the spirit. Number no, one, no, number no, two. It was also the supernatural hand of God that moved the stone and put it there. Yes. That is why godliness is totally important in this world. We live in a time in time when cheating is your day. And they tell you it's being smart. They, they tell you it's being smart. Corruption is the other media, they tell you it's being smart. And Christians do the Bible never complain as Christians. They live up on years on Sunday and on Monday, they are cheating their fellow colleagues, their fellow priests, they are like, if you this in this mission institute, when you say they are pastor, they are, are missionary, they are not putting yourself in trouble. That is where they want to keep you. That is where they want to make you want to make a mess of it. They, they don't they don't they don't value. I've been doing my three missions and I discovered that they don't value in the missions with Abana. They don't value mission missionaries, they don't value people that are carrying the gospel. No, 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 no. You see Christians cheating their fellow Christians. But my father was revival and the person who sold the land for him was a member in the church. And he sold the first portion for him, he sold it beyond the price as it were, no problem. And my pastor just my father just kept going to. And then when he, the guy looked at us, he went to the community, people say, man, this pastor has money. He has money. Oh yeah, they came to me and said, you need more than my father said, I don't understand that God is small. Give me more number about it. And he bought one. And he cheated my pastor, my father more. Today the man is not, he's not alive. But the person he cheated is alive. And you know something? Yes. Godliness. I'm saying godliness with contentment is what? It's great gain. It's great gain. Yesterday I was I watched. Polycarp, I watched his movie, and after watching it, on, on my bed again, I was asking the Lord, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And you see, by the day, big, big ministry is not my pursuit. I was talking to somebody yesterday, I said, it's not, he said, I see you. He said, think it's just this pastor, I'm just this one of God driving that small white car. I'm seeing you driving the 2020. Was it that the car and that is you don't understand? You don't understand what is moving me now. You don't understand what is moving me. Big things, big ministry, having crowd is not what is moving me again. Because I'm going to understand the depths that men godliness is cast. In our generation, godliness, God just help me, help me fulfill my assignment. Leave God for you and preach the gospel to as many as I can. And train them to be disciples for me. I'm satisfied. Godliness. 
Godliness. Godliness. And we say, Chief Pastor, we're about the Goliath that we are facing. This was one of the, the disciples of Polycarp. He, he, he stood before the judge. And the judge said, Denounce your God now and save Caesar. And he said, There is only one God. There is only one, and it's our God I will serve. Oh, he said, You have an opportunity now to do that and live. He said, I serve only the living God. He said, I'll kill you. He said, You can kill my body, that's all you can do. But you cannot kill my soul. I'll serve him. A young child, just living his things. And he passed judgment on him that he was to be killed in the arena where lions would tear them up. They took the guy, and the guy was not fed up in any way. As they took him to the arena, they closed the doors. He looked up to heaven, and when he went, when, you see, when they look up, instead their face begins to glow. He looked up to the heaven, and the next day, they released the lion, and they closed, they, they, they left that scene. And then one of the girls that, 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 that actually told the story, she was a state of the political. And the political went and told her, she was trying to put it up in her room. He gave his life. He said, There's a constant time in life when a man has to die for what he believes. And he said, He did, he was not killed, he gave his life. He said, He, said, he actually ran to meet the lions. <laughs> when I heard, I'm like, Ash, my father. He ran. The lions did not come and meet him. As he saw them coming, he ran to them. He was ready to die. His parchment, his clothes, they even bought his house, all his clothes. But he saved some and began to give a particular disciple and said, Please continue the teachings. And he ran and give people the capacity they are looking for. He said, Look at that. It has come, the time has come. There's no need to run again. I've done what I need to do. The soldiers came in and said, Give me, tell them, sit down, don't let them eat. Give them food to eat. Give me a little time, let me pray. And he prayed for everyone, receiving the soldiers. And they said, Let's go. Oh, they, 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 they just said, uh, they, 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 they just said, uh, you, you, you will not worship Caesar, but he said, man, worship only the true God. And he said, who are you? There are many gods, and Caesar is one of them. Who are you? Are you are that you worship only one God? He said, I'm a Christian. And he said, in case you don't know about our doctrines, you can book an appointment with me, and I teach you about our doctrines. And he said, ah, do you know what? I will kill you. He said, oh, whether we live or we die, we live and die for the Lord. <laughs> and the serious voice is the man was frustrated. And he said, ah, do you know that I can give you to wild beast to, to tear you up? He said, oh, oh, we live or we die, we die for the Lord. He said, do you know, he said, he said, you know I can give you to wild beast to tear you up? He said, bring it up. They were ready. And when he was saying, I'm ready to be poured out. And he said, you know, if I can, you know, I can pour if I, he said, bring it on. He said, you can only pour my body. He said, but there is a fire of God's judgment that is waiting if you don't accept him. The two political reports, they set him up on a place, but the fire did not come in. The thing was too much that even God never wanted to die. And then they had to spare him to death. But I will say, these are the movies I like watching. So that I will remind myself of who around Godliness. We are praying this prayer again, Lord. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? We are going to be praying, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. When you look down the earth, when you look down the earth, find me, find me as a faithful one. I want to be found as a faithful one.
Thanks for listening, we hope you've been blessed by this teaching. Kindly share your testimonies with us at chumdiohahunaministry at gmail.com. Grace to you.